Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of Unfiltered. Um, I hope everyone's having a wonderful week, or I guess it's about to be the beginning of a new week, which is kind of exciting, too. So if you didn't have the best week, here's to hoping next week is a little bit better. Um, This episode is near and dear to my heart. It is a solo episode again. So sorry for getting bored of me, um, but I guess maybe that wouldn't happen because you chose to listen. Um, But this episode is all about what to do when getting better feels hard to do. And we'll have a better aesthetically pleasing title than that, but it's really about how to get yourself out of slumps, but even like prolonged slumps where it feels like it's a little bit more than that. Um, And this really resonates with me because last semester, so last fall, and I think probably just most of COVID, I was really struggling with wanting so desperately to feel better, but getting there just feeling so like, or to get there just felt like such a huge obstacle to overcome that I I felt as though I could I couldn't do it and it wasn't surmountable. Um and so I think that a lot of people might relate to this and it feels like you're so alone when you're going through it. Um but here's another episode just once again to tell you you're not. Um and I don't pretend to be any expert. Every day is different and every day, you know, has its own challenges, but um this is kind of what really helped me and I hope what can help others to just like make yourself feel better. And I think there's a difference between wanting to get better, but then doing actions to getting there, um, which is kind of similar to something I talked about in a previous episode about like wishing, but not putting in the um, actions to get there. And so here is kind of like a game plan for everyone. Um, or just things that helped me, and I hope that they can help you. So enough blabbering. Let's get into it. Um, the first thing I have is make actual realistic goals. Um, and I think this is so important because it can be so overwhelming to look at a to-do list and just be like, there's no way I could ever do all of this. And it also is just unnecessary to put yourself in a position where you're going to fail. You know, if you know that you can't get all that done, then why are you writing it down? Why don't you just focus on three to five things that you know you can actually do? And then when you do them, you'll feel this sense of accomplishment and like, oh yeah, I can actually do things instead of being like, oh, once again, I didn't complete what I wanted to. And now we're reinforcing this idea that I'm not good enough because you are good enough. But what you're doing is you're overworking yourself, overwhelming yourself, creating all of these to-dos, but not enough time to do them. And so if you actually make realistic goals that you can get done today, even if they're small things, there was a time where working out was was so good for me in the sense that like when I did that, that was success for me. Or if I just responded to my emails, that was success. Today, I was so overwhelmed this morning because I had 70 emails in my inbox and I never have that many emails. Like I'm someone that's pretty anal about their email and like has to have it cleaned out all the time. And so this morning, the first thing I did was get rid of those. So now I have 17 emails in my inbox. And that little thing 
while maybe for some per- some people they have like 2 million emails, like that doesn't matter to them, it made me just feel so much better. And that was something that I could get done. And now that I get, I got to check it off in my planner and it made me feel so much better. And you know, that's a little thing that's that's reading and archiving. Um, but for me, it was a big thing. And then, so I think it's really important to acknowledge what can you get done today? What can you actually get done today? And what's going to make you feel the best once you do it? Um, and then my next point is take it day by day. It is so easy to be so overwhelmed by what you have to do next week, tomorrow, next month. Um, and when you are feeling really low and like you can't motivate yourself to do things, I think taking care of what you can do in one day is the most important. So when I was really struggling, I couldn't focus on what I had to do that weekend. I could only focus on what was in front of me because getting over what was in front of me was a big deal and that made me feel good. So if you can really navigate a way in which you can live your daily life day by day, obviously, you know, it's not realistic for all aspects of your life. Um, But if you can figure that out, I think that that always made me feel so much better just to make goals for the day and take it day by day because each day is different. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't stress about Thursdays, um, like a Thursday meeting I had if I was on Tuesday because I would just get looped into a spiral of, oh my gosh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I'm so behind. Why does it feel like so, so many things are so overwhelming? I'm never going to get all this done. So if you can just focus on the 24 hours in front of you, I think that makes a huge difference as well. Um, and then my next point is do what's best for you, even if it is not what's best for others. And this point needs some explanation, um, because that statement itself is a little harsh, but what I mean by this is when I was struggling, texting caused me extreme anxiety. Like I could read all of the messages. I never had new messages, but to get the energy to respond to it was like, so so huge um and so like it felt like suffocating almost like I I couldn't figure it out how to do it because I didn't really want to be like you know what I'm actually not doing well I'm actually having a terrible time instead I and I also didn't feel like faking it so what ended up happening was just no response (laughs) um and so one thing that really helped me get over this was being like hey I see your message Thanks. I can't fully respond to this right now, but I will soon. So that way I never felt like oh, I was so behind in responding to people because I did get them, give them a response. And even if it wasn't the response that was best for them at that point, it was best for me. And when you're feeling this way, all you can really think about is what's best for you. And that's not selfish. That's, that's self-protecting. Like, you know, trying to elongate um, all the energy and life and like happiness you have, you know, it's it's a means of protecting yourself and your energy and that's super important. Um, so yeah, does everyone like to see, oh, I can't talk right now? Probably not. But if that's what makes you feel better, then you need to do that. And so that was really helpful for me um, when I was struggling.
Um, my next point is put your actual happiness over immediate satisfaction. And what I mean by this, I have an example, of course. Um, for me, the like small amounts of dopamine that um, like, I don't know, social media causes at night or like Netflix or whatever it may be is like so almost, I don't even know, like maybe sacred. Like it's such a like fun little like, oh, I kind of know this is bad for me, but I'm still doing it because it's causing me immediate satisfaction. But then the next day when I wake up two hours later than I wanted to or my eyes are hurting or I like am literally singing songs from like an app in my head, that doesn't feel too good. So I think as hard as this is, especially when you're already not feeling the best about yourself, you need to actually think about what are the things that are making you happy and what are the things that are giving you a little bit of dopamine but going to make you feel bad about yourself in the long run. Um And that is super difficult to differentiate because, of course, who doesn't want to be happy in the moment, right? Like, but you need to remember that or you need to connect who you are now to your future self because in reality, those are the same people. So nine or not nine, 11.30 a.m. Haley is going to be or yeah, 11.30 a.m. Haley is going to be really mad at 11.30 p.m. Haley if she stays up an extra three hours to go on a social media app. And so while 11.30 p.m. Haley is like, mm, this is kind of fun. Like I'm learning some new dances. I'm like listening to cool music. The next day when I'm overwhelmed and I feel like I have so much work to do and I'm also just exhausted, doesn't feel the best. So you really need to think about what is actually making you happy and what is just giving you a momentary feeling of like excitement um and once again I just want to reiterate how difficult that is to do you know I I in no way want to provide this these tips or this information with a false sense of like this is the easiest thing ever because I know I know firsthand that this is not easy but all you can do all you have control over doing is what is best for you You can't control external factors, but you do have the agency to be like, I no longer want to be on my phone at 11.30 p.m. because I know that won't be best for me in the long run. Um, And this this can obviously be used for a lot of things. I think for me, like my biggest vice is probably my screen time, Um, whereas for other people, I feel like everyone listening to this is going to be like, if you think this, your screen time is your biggest vice, then that's a problem. No, one of my one of my issues is probably my screen time. That being said, for other people, it might be something else. It might be like watching movies or binging Netflix shows. So just think about that. Um, my next point is name things. And I think the unknowing is the hardest part of feeling better. So for me, I was just like, oh, I'm not really doing that well. Like I'm not that happy right now. But I, I can't understand why. And so I... I had to name it. I had to ask for help. I had to go to a therapist. I had to figure out what I could and I couldn't do anymore because sitting in my self-hatred might be too strong of a word, but just like sitting in my extreme anxiety and like um, sadness was no, was, it never was serving me and it definitely wasn't serving me then. So I needed to ask for help. I needed to name things. I needed to I needed to provide language to figure out how to help myself. Um, And, you know, I'm someone that very much works through my problems through 
speaking like verbally. Um, that being said, not everyone is like that, but I, I think providing language to the things that you're struggling with really, really helps because I feel like it no longer feels like this abstract thing when you have a name for it. Um, and so that is, was one of my points. Um, and my next point is move your body. And I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to just like get outside, go on a walk, literally stand up and stretch, do what you can. I know that exercise can also be an anxiety inducing event for some people. So take it slow, go on a walk. That's moving your body. Do a yoga class for like 15 minutes. They have so many YouTube ones. That's moving your body. You know, do what is best for you. But so much of our life is so static. I'm sitting in my chair like 10 to 12 hours a day, I feel like just doing online school. So my runs and my walks are so essential for me because if not, I like literally go crazy. But also my body starts to like ache and then I don't feel good about myself. And then I'm like, oh no, like I should eat super healthy because I didn't move. And like, it's just a never ending spiral. So move your body. That's, that's my only point. Move your body. Um, my next point is ask for help. And I think this can be really difficult in a society that, um, illustrates asking for help as a bad thing sometimes. Um, but I think asking for help is one of the strongest things you can do because you have to love yourself so much to acknowledge that you can no longer provide for yourself. Like you need to ask for external help. Um, and I've always been the type of person that's like literally sign me up for every therapist. Like I have no issue sharing my feelings or what I'm struggling with. Just like find someone to help me. But I know that's not everyone. Um, but I really do feel like asking for help um, can only be a positive thing. And so figure out what is best for you, who is best for you, what methods are best for you, but ask for help when you no longer feel like you can handle the things that are happening in your life. My next point is find your triggers. And this for me is something that I talked about earlier with the email. Like I get so overwhelmed with emails in my inbox and I don't know what it is. I think it's like this feeling that I need to respond to people as soon as they message me, um, which is like only happens on email like if someone texts me I like have no issue responding to them in like two weeks which is kind of bad but um for emails I'm like I need to respond but spoiler alert the world does not end if I don't respond um but for me it's like something in my head that's making me feel that way so I know that's a trigger for me and then what I do with that information is find ways to balance that um, and so that might mean finding a schedule of when I respond to my emails in the morning and the night, and that's it. And then I don't have to feel overwhelmed throughout the day because I keep noticing these emails that are piling up, but I'm also not spending all my time in the day responding to them. So I think figure out what your triggers are. Maybe your trigger is like not finishing your work for the next day before you go to bed. So schedule out your day so that you can do that work. Um, I was going to say like that is not my issue. Like I very much do things the same day they're due, which is so bad. I was never like that in high school. I don't even know what happened, but 
it is what it is. <laughs> Say lovey. Um, my next point is find things to look forward to. And this is so important when you're not feeling like you're your best self because daily activities can almost feel like a chore. So to provide some variety and just change is so important. Um, and so for me, it was like little things. It was like getting coffee with one of my friends. That was something I really looked forward to. Going on a run when the sun is setting, that's something I looked forward to. Um, having a good dinner, that was something I looked forward to. It did not have to be elaborate, um, super luxurious things. It was really such basic things. But just to look forward to something was I don't want to say a new sensation because obviously in my life I've been so excited for things, but like a nice change from the constant anxiety and sadness I was feeling in other aspects of my life. Um, so if you can, find little things to just look forward to, whether that be buying yourself a new shirt, um, getting your favorite granola bar from the grocery store, I don't know, getting a nice coffee in the morning, working out to because your favorite new YouTuber posted a new workout video. I'm just giving random examples now, but the point of that is little things have to become the big things when you're not finding happiness in other places. Um, so just some food for thought. Think about what are ways that you can make the really easy things seem like the big things and the um, exciting things. Um, my next point coincides with what I just mentioned previously but um celebrate the little wins it is so easy to feel as though the only thing you can celebrate is big things but you deserve to be celebrated and the work you do deserves to be celebrated even if you're not feeling the best about yourself and that is crucial because for me I felt I could never celebrate anything because in reality, I wasn't doing anything. Um, and I, I remember for my birthday, I was just so sad because I was like, oh, I don't even know what I'm celebrating. Like, I'm not at school. I want to be at school. I'm not running enough. I want to be running more. I'm not educating myself. I want to be educating myself more. But having another year around the sun, that's pretty exciting. You know, um, being able to spend a birthday with my family that I didn't think I was going to, that's pretty exciting. And yeah, those aren't, those aren't necessarily what I imagined, but they're little wins and they still deserve to be celebrated. So find what aspects of your life that you can celebrate, even when it feels like there isn't that much to celebrate. Because in the time of COVID, it really feels like there's not that much to celebrate. But the fact that you woke up today, that's something to celebrate. That's something to be happy about. Um, and so even the little things can be the big things and that can go for doing your laundry. If you haven't done it in a while, making your bed, waking up in the morning at a time you wanted to, those are wins. And so you have to start celebrating them because if you're only waiting for the big things to celebrate, then you're never going to feel good enough. Um, and my last point of this episode is change your idea of self-care. Um, and I guess if you have a very minimalistic idea of self-care um, or rudimentary idea of self-care, then um, you don't really have to change it. But for me, I kept thinking of self-care as something where I like, we need a bubble bath and like washing my hair and 
doing all these fancy things. In reality, self-care for me was not beating myself up when I slept in in an extra hour. Self-care for me was um, going – getting my um, internship work done on time. Self-care for me was little things because I I didn't have the big things to do self-care. Like I I didn't have the energy, the time, honestly, kind of the desire. Um, And so make a self-care that works for you and that is doable. And is that something that you can continue, you know? Um, And that's so important. And that's everything I have. I feel like, once again, this is a little bit of a shorter episode. But I really, all of these came from my heart. Um, They're all things I've struggled with. And so I hope that someone out there, anyone out there, can find these helpful. I know, or find these tips and this episode helpful. I know how hard it is to feel like you're alone. And that things just aren't going your way. And that no one can understand you are not alone. Um, and things do get better. And it's so easy to say that when you're in like a position of power, like, you know, not, not feeling like your world is grumbling. Um, but things do get better. You are not alone. And you can make little changes to make yourself feel better. I promise because sometimes the big things are too much. So focus on the small. Um, and yeah, thank you so much to everyone for being here, for listening. We're almost at one year, which is insanity. I'm so thankful for this community and for each and every person that is a part of it. And I love you all. Oh, and happy almost V-Day for all those celebrating. And all those that aren't celebrating, go get yourself some chocolate because chocolate is what makes the world go round and you can't fight me on that. (laughs) Okay. Bye guys.